For Hear Me Out with your host, Betsy Esparza. Hear Me Out is brought to you by Front Street Books, your hometown independent bookstore. Last week, the Alpine City Council voted 4 to 1 to extend a contract for an interim city manager. The terms contract and interim aren't normally found in the same sentence together. The terms of the contract, which was extended to Megan Antrim, include a number of oddities, most disturbing in my opinion, a confidential job evaluation. Amongst the job duties of the city manager in Alpine, according to the city's charter, is the preparation of the budget. That process, which has been overseen by Antrim in the interim, has been rushed, rocky, and incomplete. It's also tardy and should already have been approved. Here to discuss how the issues relate to one another is former Ward 5 Councilman Rick Stevens. Welcome, Rick. Hey, thanks very much, Betsy. Glad to be here. Let's talk about the budget and why it matters. I think people often hear the word budget in relation to a city council or, or a school district or whatever it may be. And to, they think, well, they're going to do what they're going to do. And the fact of the matter is it has everything to do with you and your money and you need to be paying better attention. So take us kind of um, on the 30,000 foot level uh, of the budget process. Certainly be, be happy to, and you're right. It is our money. I mean, we pay taxes, we buy goods and services, and the city has a responsibility of allocating. It's no different than running a business or no different than running your family. So you certainly want to be able to have a balanced budget, not be spending more than, uh, than you're actually bringing in. The budget process is supposed to start in May, and if you look in the city charter, it delineates the specific items that are supposed to be worked. It starts really looking at the capital plan, and a capital plan is what's the big things we need to go spend money on over a long period of time, typically you know, three to four to five years. It then says you need to present a budget so it's approved not later than the 15th day of the month of the fiscal year currently in order to start on 1 October. Well, you know, tomorrow's the 15th of September, the budget will not be approved. Right. Uh, and as a result, according to the city charter, you cannot implement it, you continue on with the existing budget. It frankly is a little disappointing to me because when the first reading of the budget came forward to City Council on August 17th, there were a whole number of questions asked by members of the audience. And then Megan Antrim, who is our controller, finance, finally stood up and says, well, I wasn't ready to bring it for anyway, which goes back, I think, to the point you're raising. We have a city manager who's also the one, the, the uh, finance director. She's not doing a good job in either one of them. And as we think about that big picture budget, the things you want to consider going to budget are, how much have we spent this year? Where are we in the actuals so we know against the budget that was not completed at all? We want to know how much we have in reserve. We want to understand how much our debt load is because right. we've got to pay for that. Right. We want to understand you know, uh, what, what our overall plan is, and none of that's been integrated. It's been haphazard at best. Right. So you want your elected officials to be able to show you where that money's going. And if they can't do that, it doesn't look, it doesn't look great. You want, I, I, as a taxpayer, want to be able to see 
streets being paved. Mm -hmm. If if you are going to make capital expenditures on what and what is it going to do for me? Mm -hmm. How is that going to help me? Um, you want the water to turn on. You want the toilet yep. to flush. Yep. You want all those things to happen and you want somebody to be able to explain it to you. Yes. Um, and so who who when we go to work on the budget, who, do, who are we holding accountable for this? So it first starts we, as a home rule city. We're responsible as a city council for selecting the city manager. The city manager is the one that pulls the budget together based upon input from across all the city council members. I'm sure Megan would say that the city council worked on it. I know, you know, Ward 2, Chris Rodriguez asked a bazillion questions to understand what's going on in the budget. How well she got those answered is not clear to me. I know typically there are workshops to be able to get that information put on the table, ask questions. This council has not done a good job following that process have, at all. Have there been any budget workshops? There have been budget workshops, uh, but it's all been about the city presenting or Megan Antrim presenting to, the, to, uh, to them and not really giving feedback about, let's talk about priorities, uh, because that's really the challenge we all have. I don't know of anyone who has too much money. Do you? I don't. <laughs> And so that's the challenge for the city as well. And so if we don't have too much money, then we have to make hard decisions about where we're going to allocate the dollars. This budget looks to be, as it's been described, a roll-up from all the department heads. What would you like to get? They added it all up and said it's about $15.9 million. Then they looked on the income side and says, how much money we bring in? $13.7 million. How do you cover that gap? It's very simple. Take it out of reserves. Having been on city council for seven years, and I know when I came on council, the city did not have two nickels to rub together. We had $8.6 million in debt. And so we built up a reserve of about $2.5 million when I came off council in May. They're planning to spend every bit of that. And when Megan Antrim was asked in the last city council, Megan, you're spending all the reserve. You can't continue to do that. What are you going to go doing forward? We're either going to have to raise taxes we're going to reduce services or go out for debt. And when you go out for debt, you're spending money giving it to bankers as opposed to putting it back in the city. And I think we're on a trajectory that's going to fail, and we, the citizens, are going to pay more for that. So when she talks about reducing services mm -hmm. or raising taxes, she's talking about next year. Next year, oh, so this, of course. You would take the. You're, she's taking that money from reserves to balance this this current the budget that they are working on. That's correct. And so, while you might not feel it right now, you're going to feel it next year. No question. When you have to do without or pay more for it. That's correct. And and, and the state has a requirement. Uh, the city can only increase taxes without voter approval. I believe the maximum is three and a half percent. So when you look at three and a half percent. It's only about $400,000. That is not enough to meet the debt requirements. And I don't know anyone who wants to increase taxes. You know, uh, the strategy when I was in city council, property values go up. None of us like that because we have to pay more. But you kept your property flax, uh, tax rate flat, and right. uh, that's why you worked it. Right. I think they're just buying time and hope everyone goes away because, you know, the only real opportunity we have as elected or as, as citizens is to change our elected officials. And I think they're saying, well, see, we didn't increase this, we didn't increase that, we've got a bigger budget. Well, that'll be someone else's problem to go work. Next year. Next year. Right. Manana. Yes. <laughs> so um, when things go awry, mm -hmm. people want to talk to the manager. Of course. The manager in this case serves at the pleasure of the city council. Yes. So... 
it is them that we need to, to be holding accountable. In my opinion, we, as you were just talking, as, yeah. as you were just kind of saying, um, this this is an issue of elected officials. Oh, there's no question in my mind. I don't believe this city council understands the budget. They've made no hard decisions. They've just said we're going to spend the money because the city manager is recommending it. My opinion. This council is setting up Megan Antrim for a fall. Martin, we were talking uh, ahead of um, ahead of the of getting started here. Did you have any questions? Or I uh, didn't really, but Rick, I did uh, did want to ask uh, one thing: if the city has to, if they don't have a budget uh, by the fifteenth, right. and they're supposed to uh, go with the old budget, yep. Um, what happens if so 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 this is exactly the situation we were in when Jessica Garza was here and she transitioned out city council made a very simple decision adopt the existing budget until there's time to work through it in a very logical way and that's exactly what we did so what they should be doing and and I will ask it at the next city council meeting on the 21st so since you did not approve the budget you cannot implement the budget that you're wanting to pass on uh, on September 21st What's your plan to move forward with the budget starting one October? Well, uh, one of the questions is, wouldn't the, some of sal the salaries, like Megan's salary, be in that new budget? No question. Okay. No question. So she would have to stay at the old salary? No, I think they'd look and say, well, we had money allocated for the city manager, so that's not a problem. It would fit within the budget for city administration. Okay. So they have the flexibility to go work that. Okay. Uh, but you, you bring up salaries, Martin. Uh, you know, when I look at the budget and read the document, it says they allocated a 3.0% cost of living increase. Well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. They, they probably have some increases for salaries for employees. They would have to all hold, okay. at least for a month. Okay. And they would just say, that's okay, we'll make it up. When we get it approved, we'll go forward. Uh, that's the problem I have with the city council. Rule of law, to me, is very important. We have a city charter, we should be following it. This council looks and says, nah, it's not a problem, we'll work our way through it. Okay. Uh, Rick, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back right after this from Front Street Books. Park or the Big Bend in general, Front Street Books is the all-info source for the whole area. From birds to wildlife, geology and hiking, maps and guides to make your visit the most enjoyable, Front Street has it all. Alpine and the Big Bend have so much to offer everyone. Front Street Books endeavors to be a supporter of all things important in our area. Informative programs and interviews are so valuable for our community. It is a pleasure to support them. Front Street Books thanks all those that participate in these community efforts. We're back. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the contract that was approved last week. Um, th there are several things that 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 we can review and, uh, and and go over that are that are, in my opinion, strange um, for for a contract. What bothers me most, and I said this in the introduction, is a confidential job evaluation. Is that fair for a public administrator? I don't believe it's fair at all. In fact, one of the important things we worked very hard on as council was get get rid of executive sessions as much as we could and push everything out in the public. Transparency is so critically important. In fact, there are a number of members who are currently on council that says, oh, this previous council didn't have transparency, right. wasn't open and honest. In my view, they've done exactly what they've complained about. They went in hiding. In fact, in my opinion, no different than when Eric Zimmer came on board. We negotiated his contract in public. 
this council went into executive session, and when, uh, after executive session was over, I asked the question, would you please explain to us the terms of the contract? They said, no, I'm sorry, we can't, we won't, uh, but you'll be able to see it tomorrow. And so they literally voted on something that the public had never seen. Right. Um, if she is terminated as the city manager, she can go back to her previous, the, the job she's holding, she was holding until last week. Well, uh, yeah. The, the finance director. In, in fact, there are a couple important things in addition to what you mentioned earlier, Betsy, and that is if she's terminated in that, or she cannot be terminated in that job 60 days before an election or within six months of an election seems having like, occurred. It seems like she was paying attention in May. Yes. Or <laughs> she gets a severance package. Right. And she gets a six-month severance package. And so she could go all the way out to, say, five months and then collect a severance package. That's one. Two, she's automatically allowed to go back to her old job. So that says to me, she either doesn't have confidence, she's trying to see if she likes it or not, but in no way do I see they're going to find someone who's a competent finance director to move in that job. The fact is, Megan's going to be doing both, both jobs, supervising someone, as she said in the meeting, well, an assistant to go work it. She's not doing a satisfactory job as finance director. She's not doing a satisfactory job as city manager. We're going to continue to have unsatisfactory leadership. This is the role of city council. It, I can't believe we didn't go out and look for and open this opportunity up. But then I'd have to tell you, if I was considering coming to this job, knowing what happened to the very best city manager that we had in a long time, mm -hmm. and certainly Eric had his warts and faults, but he was a terrific city manager by all accounts, got excellent outstanding scores from the city council, why would anyone want to come here? That's right. I've, I've been considering the same thing since May. Why would anyone want this job? I can't imagine that they would. And it hasn't been, they have not advertised for this job, as far as I know, since... They didn't since advertise for the city manager job. They did not advertise for the city attorney job. They didn't advertise for the city secretary job. And, you know, one could argue whether these are, are great people or not. I would argue these are not the best, most capable people around and that's what we're entitled to as taxpayers. Right. Martin, anything else? I'm good, Rick. Uh, always, a, always a lot of interest and a little bit of excitement. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there always is. And, and I guess, again, in my view, the residents and the voters need to take action relative to this because they're about to spend $2.5 million more than we've got coming in. I don't know anyone who can absorb that, and I think we're in deep trouble in the future. Thanks for coming, Rick. You have been listening to Hear Me Out with your host, Betsy Esparza. Hear Me Out is on Facebook, where we post information about upcoming program notes and other interesting links from around the area and the state. Find us on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss a show. Search Hear Me Out Alpine and click on follow. If you miss the show, you can go back and listen to the podcast, which is uploaded about an hour after the live broadcast on Tuesdays. You can also email us at hearmeoutalpine at gmail.com. There was no train station.